Hey, this is Colorworks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. The idea of utopia is an ever-changing one, and maybe right now it's in the atmosphere. Utopia, to me as a kid, was presented simply on Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal and hours and hours of cartoons. As a teenager, Utopia became an ever-present haze that was playing music with my friends. My vision of Utopia has gone through many variations, but the one I'll go with here and now is seeing my kids during Hanukkah. And it is that changing self that becomes the problem with a utopian society because the best version of me does not believe it exists and the worst version of me doesn't want it because where would we be if everything was perfect the only time i have ever been promised utopia is in death and even as a kid sitting in a methodist church that seemed like bullshit But I don't think it's the Methodists' fault. It's in our nature to fuck things up. And we are taught it's the first thing we did in Eden. But we keep doing it. And we seemingly have never learned. In the end, we have to try. Because what else will move the needle? And as this month progresses, all I can think about is moving the needle. So moving the needle tonight is my guest, Tom Leo. But before we get to Tom, Beck and Calvin Johnson are going to point us in a direction, an impossible direction that requires change first, change that is existential or essential before we can reach our version of utopia become something we have never experienced. Maybe the best we get is a facsimile of utopia, or in the end, it's just a gypsy haircut.
get into line staring at you. <laughs> Give me uh how did we start? I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem is like when you do it again, you try to remember how you did it. And so the unheard one is always better. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry about all the issues. Um, We're this back. has been the, the hardship podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reproduction. Yeah. Um, for, Yeah. I think I got, I think the problem is I got, I got a bummer. I got a bummer computer. Yeah. But that's what happens when you try to make things better. Just status, (laughs) status quo, man. Status quo. (laughs) So, uh, here we are. So, well, thanks Tom for being here. Sure. Again. Thanks for having me again. And waiting and and, yeah, I had to run home and I'm back. We're going to attempt a perfect facsimile of our first unheard interview. Yeah, because... More of a conversation, really. Yeah. Well, you... Yeah, you took some photos. People got excited, and they're like, where is it? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's not here. It's in... It was in post-production all this time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're back. Forgot about the photos. Yeah, yeah. The teaser. Yeah, don't don't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just repost them. Yeah, yeah. Repost them, and um, everybody will be super excited. But you know what's funny is I was uh, I was on my way here the first time, and I was trying to get into the Tom Tom Lale space, and I hadn't listened to it in a long time. I put on uh, Sonic Youth Sister, mm-hmm. and uh, I flew right past my turn, and I was just like, <laughs> I was yeah, I was jamming out too hard. Um, it's a great record. I love that one. Yeah, um, and it's so funny because. When I got it as a kid, um, I'm trying to think how old I was when I first heard that. I don't know. Could have been 17, 18, something like that. Um, I, you know, lucky enough to be in near Saratoga, there was a, a good record store. I, right. You might do. You, did you ever go to Probe? Probe. Yeah, that's what it was called. Where was it? On, I think, Caroline. Hmm. Yeah, Caroline. Carolina or Phyla, I'm not sure. Hmm. I, I probably did, but I'm not sure I yeah. expressly remember it. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's where that's where I picked it up. And um it, it was so it was uh it was just so it brought back so many memories and um you know, as a as a kid, my first introduction to them was um we my buddy, I don't even know why he bought it. He bought a magazine that came with a cassette, and it was the Sonic Death cassette. Oh, that's quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah, and we used to uh, huddle in his his dad's called his plant room, uh, which was this like uh, his plant room. Yeah, yeah, he had a bunch of. Uh, <laughs> that's not what it sounds like. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> we we did other things in there, but he was like a avid gardener, and we would put uh, Sonic Death on the boombox like late at night and just like listen to it and uh, it was such a weird time but that was our introduction and we were just like we didn't know we were just like this is cool stuff you know yeah and uh sort of opens up a whole yeah opens up a whole thing thing yeah yeah but i don't know why i'm going on about sonic that's right well you're a big fan right yeah it's it's, yeah it's good a place to start as any i guess yeah yeah but you know what 
I was always like, um, and always even as a kid, um, I love uh, Steve Shelley's drumming. Such a great drummer. Yeah. Super underrated drummer, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Because, you know, he he does things that I, I think are, he adds like rhythm that like where it's like a kind of a thing like where like maybe it doesn't need rhythm or you know he plays like a guitar player so. yeah yeah he has to fit around all that chiming yeah droney stuff yeah with those occasional punctuations like on sister there's one too and as thick as it is it in, it's one of lee's songs i think it's the pipeline where uh-huh. that, like that big snare like yeah. brings it all back in yeah like wow it just emerged out of like this sort of it's not chaos but out of this sort of destructured moment and suddenly they're back in, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he's really, it's just so, uh, so, uh, so magical to hear. He plays sometimes with, uh, Sun Kill Moon now. Uh huh. Who I really like too. Yeah. I, when I was, um, I was in England for a little bit and I went to see this band. The only reason I went to see it is because he was drumming for them, hmm. um, for, it was $2 guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. He, yeah. he plays with a bunch of people, you know, he's always doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's, he's active. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, let's get back to you. <laughs> like, so here we are, we're back. We're, yeah, in we're the painting studio. Jamming about, oh, I got a little sound here. Hang on. Uh-oh. Pull your, fiddle with your cord for a second. There we go. Went away. Am I good? No, nah, it's feeding back a little bit. Hang mm-hmm. on. That's because you invoked Sonic Youth. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. I won't touch anymore. I don't know why it's doing that. It's the way. Yeah, yeah. It's we're doomed. It um, but uh, you know, I think it's a a good time to talk to you because you have uh, two works up, and um, the works are at Collar Works and on the uh, faculty show online for Hudson Valley. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the last time we, and I, I won't infer it anymore. Yeah, I think it's good because this is like a reproduction yeah, of, yeah. A, of a dialogue. We, uh, so you think it's okay to reference it? I think it's okay because okay. I think we're going to be constantly trying to say the things that we said before that we thought were good. Yeah. Whether or not they were. Well, I don't want to, but <clears throat> I, to. I know it's hard not to, but we started off we're with like a cover band now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is, <laughs> this is how it's become. Uh, yeah. So we started off with your piece at Collarworks, and I thought that led down some interesting avenues. And we talked about like um, maps and borders and all this kind of stuff. But it, it, when I w- went home that day, I was kind of thinking a little bit more about you know where some of these ideas come from and. We had mentioned uh, you had. I had asked you about Bunk, Buckminster Fuller, mm-hmm. and where where you kind of got into that. And you were talking about college and um, the work you were making at the time. But I, I wanted to go back even further because I'm curious about it. Um, what made you? What was your avenue? Your first avenue into art and art making? Like, oh. where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you, um, 
you mean like archivally or like academically like when i you mean like what what childhood things i would connect to it or or, I or mean, like did why did i end up did, well because you know maybe uh, maybe you're going through this too my my daughter is you know uh my oldest one is like um how did you know what you wanted to do because oh, yeah. she's thinking about college yeah yeah and we're in the same position yeah and i'm like jeez i wasn't really good at anything else <laughs> but i you know i just kind of like you know i was like i'm going to art school mm. um and you know when i think about it now you know i was like well my you know my parents dragged me around to a lot of museums like that was that was the thing we did for a vacation um i mean did you have that experience i didn't actually um i think i always made stuff uh-huh. um and also dismantled things i it was very much into as a like a kid i would take things apart and then sort of like well my mother has told me i would take things apart and i would nail them to boards you know like uh turntables sometimes functioning turntables and and radios and things um and then I, I think I also sometimes painted them, but I don't think I ever thought of that as art. I think it was just yeah. something interesting to do. Um, <clears throat> I didn't, uh, I guess I, I didn't, in, uh, well, I was into making, uh, like drawing. I was into drawing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was never really went to museums or anything. I don't, I don't think when I started as an art major in college, I, 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 I could have named, you know, Picasso and, Pollock mm. and Warhol. Probably. Okay. That's probably would have been about it. Yeah. And, um, I had, um, I had first thought I would go to college for something to do with music. Uh, maybe not performance, but sort of like performance minor, but maybe, maybe more like sound engineering or something like that. And I didn't. And then I thought I might go to college for engineering. Um, and I was accepted into some things, and then I didn't for various reasons. Um, I, I sort of opted out of a, going to school for everything that I might have gone to school for. And um, and I instead just found myself, I needed to do something. So I, I went to St. Rose, mm-hmm. and uh, I was an undeclared major. I was just taking general studies, um, some music, and uh, no art. Uh, but I was hanging out with the art students, and... Um, and I still, I liked to draw and sometimes I would do their projects alongside them. Not like still lives because they were down in the studios, but you know, it's like the 2D design stuff that they were doing. And, uh, and I, I sort of just sort of fell back into it somehow. And, um, I think for me it was, I, I often say that I, I like to make things and I like to think about things. And, mm-hmm. and so art was always like a, it was like a, an inquiry for me. It was yeah. like a way to think about things. Uh-huh. I feel like if I weren't making art, I'd be making things mm-hmm. and I would be thinking about things. <laughs> so it's like the sort of it puts it together. Yeah, put them together. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd be making a bookshelf and reading Derrida, but this way I can sort of. Right, right. It's more efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kill two birds <laughs> not, with one but, stone. But, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you kind of just. I don't want to say wandered in, but it, it gave I, I think you, I wandered in. You wandered in. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Okay. And it just, it sort of fit my kind of interest in things. Uh-huh. Um, and, and maybe in some ways I, I was, um, 
I really came to it with no no preconceptions or prejudices. So I remember like, you know, when you're in, in that modern art history class and some people were like quite skeptical of things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that is valid. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. You yeah. Know? I mean, I did grow up going to the plaza, so I had seen a lot of uh, yeah. modern, you know, high modern sort of uh, color field painting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, averse to it, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I, w- I was sort of open to it when it mm-hmm. came my way. Were your parents ever like, really, that's what you're going to do? They or? were actually super supportive. Uh-huh. And, um, I, I think that they just, uh, maybe they knew more than I that, uh, you know, maybe they could just read it that mm-hmm. it was, it was sort of what I would, what, um, ignited me in a way. So yeah. they were, they were always have been super, super supportive of my being an artist. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, my, mine were too. I mean, they never really questioned like, like, uh, do you think you're going to get a job? Somehow? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it was never like, they kind of gave me the, the room to, uh, try it all out, you right. know, and see, see what can happen. And, uh, you know, my parents, they weren't like, my mom was like really into, uh, art and like culture and, you know, I think in a way, like she just kind of thought like, this is what we should do. Mm. (laughs) You know, like we should just look at this stuff. Right. Uh, and my dad always just kind of went along, you know, they were both like, I think they couldn't have been, uh, more opposite and like what we should do on vacation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like my dad went along and, uh, you know, he got into it. Uh, he was, and do you, do you remember those things? Do you remember like going those places and seeing that stuff? Yes. Like it was, yeah, for, yeah. it was formative. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And, um, I, you know, I never kind of, you know, I never kind of bucked, mm-hmm. you know, some kids like, are like kind of, this is boring. Right. Or, you know, they're just going to sit there and like, well, I didn't have a phone to stare Be at. Be selling. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. We didn't have phones then. Yeah. So that was a good thing. Uh, the only time, you know, it's funny. I, I think about this. Uh, why was I thinking about I don't know. The only time I felt like, God, this is boring, is uh, we went to a a sergeant show, John Singer, mm-hmm. Char- sergeant. And I felt like nothing connected. Really? With me. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I could see like, you know, it's, it's a lot of sort of society paintings and yeah. such, which you just like, yeah. And I sort of aesthetically conceptually, probably not appealing to a, yeah. And I could look at it now and be like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, but as he's a got kid, a hand. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He knew his way around. Yeah. Flowing white dresses may be less interesting yeah. at a given age. Yeah. So, I mean, I always think those things are, are, are kind of interesting. And I, I actually went home thinking about, well, what, why did Tom, you know, was there some connection there or how did he get into? Anecdotally, I will add that I grew up across the street from an Episcopal church, which was um, sort of a, um, I, I'm not sure I could quite call it a hippie church, but mm. I, there, there was a, there was a whiff of that. Yeah. Um, you know, they would, uh, I learned my, my love of hiking and, all of that stuff came from them. Really. Uh-huh. They did these big trips across country and hiked various places. And, um, 
and they um i will say it occurred to me only a couple years ago that they did have a geodesic dome ah oh that's funny that in in the in the far back of their grounds they had like a volleyball court and a geodesic dome Uh uh-huh a little utopia back there it was it was in fact (laughs) yeah they had like uh, prairie dogs and they had monkeys did you did you go there for church like, I, we that... didn't go to church but okay. i did i did like they had a lot of uh like youth group activities that were fairly secular mm-hmm. so um i did do that i played volleyball with them and things like that um but uh we didn't my family didn't really attend yeah interesting sort of organized thing huh okay despite its proximity yeah yeah it's across the street yeah it was literally across the street um but uh I guess we that's a that's a nice segue into your your dome at Collards. <laughs> um you know I think last time I kind of just like what's up with that. But um yeah, I mean I think it's interesting to to uh to talk about that again and and I think I I'd like to hear that and you know maybe we can branch off in some other non non-linear way. But um for the people listening, so you have uh, a dome and uh, there's the artificial grass and it's built out of um, like recycled materials. Uh, I guess, why not tell us about your interest in that? So, uh, yeah, collar works. There's, there's two pieces, actually. There's a, right. there's a dome, uh, as you say, that's about uh, eight feet in diameter. Uh, it's a small dome and it's made of... Um, uh, sort of, uh, uh, words fail me. Um, the, um, sort of re- not, not even just recycled, but like re repurposed, repurposed I guess yeah, is what yeah. I would say. Um, cardboard from, you know, um, from products. And, uh, and that was, that sort of part of it in a way that, you know, sort of uh, the, the dome being a kind of signifier of, like utopian strivings and it being built out of the detritus of consumer capitalism. And, uh, and then second in the, in the far back room, there's a, a, I, oh, I should say the dome is sort of a reworked piece. So they've, it's been reworked several times over the years. And, um, then there's a newer, uh, piece that's a flag in the back, um, which was made right after the shutdown in March, um, they're silver flags with a, a repeating silver map on them of the continents. So it's rather hard to discern. It just looks silver from a distance. That's uh, on a branch. So I thought of them as sort of like castaway, like a, like heraldry for, for the castaway. And some of it came out of a, a necessity. That, that's what I had on hand at the time. But it also sort of seemed to fit the idea of the time of just, you know, kind of um, flying flying the banner on whatever was available. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they sort of go together, even though they're displaced by, by time in a bit, uh, a bit that um, they both have. I, I think the dome also has a kind of um, post-apocalyptic utopian quality to it mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, I guess because it's made of the post um, commercial packaging stuff which isn't like egg cartons and stuff but like big sheets of of cardboard um from like appliances i you know it's funny you you talk about that flag again and 
you know, I think last time I forgot the flag too. Um, but uh, they didn't know that till you said it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the idea of of um, the continent and um, borders and utopia um, segues like so. You know, to me, it feels so visceral, like in just in the atmosphere. And um, those flag pieces coming out of like the beginning of uh, quarantine, right? That's what you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, how much? Because you, you, you know, in, in some of your other work too, you you, you play with uh, the idea of media and um, with the newspaper uh, work, and how much of that is like. Like a, like how much do you feel like you're making a direct commentary, or are you just kind of asking a general question? Hmm. I guess it's a little of both, maybe. Um, mm. I mean, I definitely think I'm, you know, subject to the things going on around me, and those provoke certain moves or responses. Um, I'm. Um, <laughs> it feels weird to reference it, but. As we mentioned last time, yeah. um, but I, I usually work from from found things. I usually don't invent imagery much at all, um, and so these maps were all derived from stencils um, that uh, that I was using. And I was thinking, I mean, I was I was reading a lot and thinking a lot about boundaries and borders. I'd done some globe pieces last year, uh, and and it was. You know, thinking about, I guess, especially right then about the idea of borders, which, you know, are both, I mean, they were contentious before, right? But but then it was like a different sense, like the permeability of those borders, um, the viral permeability of those borders mm. versus the, the population solidity of them. Like, like we right. can't go anywhere. Yeah, know? yeah. But, um, but that you know, there's this flow between them. And, uh, and I, I mean, I was interested in that in, in Buckminster Fuller as well, that, that, the you know, the dome is, is half of a sphere in the end. And, uh, his Dymaxion map uses that, that, uh, that dome like sphere to, to remap the continents. And there's several configurations of it. One, which reads more or less like we're used to reading the continents left to right. But also uh, another one. The thing is that they're triangles, so they're reconfigurable, and there are there are less common reproductions of it where, you know, say it pivots on the North Pole, and so you see it all as one landmass surrounded by water, and it, so it can. And that was his intention: was that there's there's a way of viewing it. Our standard map Mercator kind of view of it is that there are these landmasses with water dividing us, but. Fuller also wanted to suggest that we were one landmass connected, surrounded by water, like we are an island, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're all on the same island. And I, I think that I was I'm interested in that idea of how those pictures become uh, embodiments of ideas and shape the way that we we think about things sometimes without us even thinking about it, mm-hmm. and how those can be questioned or repositioned or reconfigured, mm-hmm. repurposed. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's pretty interesting to, to, uh, to think about like a map, uh, like that, that, you know, reconfigures like 
like you're saying, like it could be this or it could be that. And we so always choose to think about it in the one, the, the one way, which is that we're, we're all separate, you know, whether these like unique land masses that somehow make that civilization more important or better or, you know, yeah, yeah. and instead of um, like, well, I think that's that utopian idea. <laughs> right, right, right. That, that brings that, us, you yeah, know. for sure. And in, I think all the ones I've been interested in, even when I'm using them, it's like um, while I'm using a stencil, which is already a fairly abstracted version, and some stencils mm-hmm. are certainly better than others. And I'm not necessarily more interested in the ones that seem more accurate. You know, it's sort of interesting sometimes how inaccurate they are. Mm-hmm. But then I'm using it too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my moves on it also, like, they shake those borders more, mm-hmm. you know, that whether I'm uh, painting through it or building up charcoal through it or like when I was working on just recently, I've been cutting out um, pieces of newspaper through the stencil, which, of course, like, I'm not cutting right up against the stencil. Right, so right. everything's getting a little smaller. We're losing a little coastline, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, it's a future map, maybe. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the um, the Yucatan is pretty hard to to get out of that map. It just uh-huh. sort of breaks off much of the time. Uh, so I sort of um, I, I I like that sort of uh, kind of error of consecutive rounding that happens mm-hmm. each time. That it, it's it's like a reproduction of a reproduction of a reproduction. Which is what we were talking at the beginning. This yeah. indeed, this conversation is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's perhaps most fitting. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to ask one thing about the. Um, you uh, were just talking about, you know, how you you uh, respond to imagery, and and you you don't make um, like original. You, you don't start out with like just painting a a picture or yeah, something. Yeah, usually not. Yeah. <clears throat> what, how, at what point did that happen? Like what, like, cause you're for, you know, better or worse or whatever, you know, I, I think of you as like a collage artist yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, much in like, one form or another. Yeah. Much the way I think, I think of myself and, um, I'm curious when that like pivot happened. I feel like it was always that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was, I was always interested in the images that were already out there and um, how one could interact with them and digest them and kind of take them for their own or utilize them and, you know, again, repurpose them. I think, uh, I think last time I sort of cited, um, you know, the pictures people were, mm-hmm. were like the, the firming up of those ideas for me very much when I, when I met that work in the eighties. And, um, and I always think of, uh, uh, Gretchen Bender sort of distills it in a really good way. And I think it's in her, her little, it's a very short, but really incisive essay called political entertainment, where she talks about the flow of images passing by and, and how one can just sort of pluck them out of the stream mm-hmm. and then examine them. And that what you, what you do to it then, what you put it against, what you put it near, which, you know, how you treat that image then allows you to um, review that image in a way that it, it doesn't just flow past you. And, and of course, you know, with so many, so many more images now than then. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that was um, 
I think that that clarif like some of that clarified what I was maybe just a natural way of looking anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all a post TV generation, so I mean, was there? You know the difference between a cloud outside and a cloud on the TV. I think there, there was it was all the environment. Yeah, know, in a way. Yeah. 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 The the constant like uh, resampling. Yeah. You know, is I think it's. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a big part of. Yeah, maybe uh, that as you call it, like post TV generation. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like we had we had a flow of images all the time. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that you know, uh, uh, album references sneak into mm-hmm. your work or, or newspaper right, right. Yeah. parts, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's part of the landscape in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, landscape isn't simply, you know, tree, trees or a lake. Mm-hmm. But it's also all those other things that are those wavelengths that are surrounding you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, what was I going to say? I just escaped me in the back of my head. I'm thinking about a VCR and how that, yeah, we're like the VCR steel, where things were reproducible. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's an interesting notion, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, God, I, I think of my, my mom programming the VCR to record something while we were gone and how important that was for us. I remember in college, my, my, uh, my my buddy Pat and I would often record very late night. I had cable for a little while, mm. so we could like flip through really obscure cable channels, mm-hmm. and we would just leave it recording as we flipped. Mm. So it was it it was like those videos, that yeah, sort yeah. of channel surfing videos. That I'm not sure we were th- we I'm, I actually am sure we weren't thinking of it as art, yeah. but but there were some some amazingly fantastic moments. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember, and I'm sure he would remember as well, this, this sculptor making this like bust of Christ and then, and then like slashing at it as he described like the tortures that were done to him. And then, and then like we switched and it was a dune buggy, you know, going over <laughs> yeah. these dunes and this, this, this beautiful music. And it, yeah, was, yeah. it was like those startling juxtapositions yeah, yeah. were in a way, I think, a part of the same mm-hmm. kind of diet. Yeah. That's where God's going to take you. Yeah. On a dune buggy ride. Dune buggy. <laughs> I wish I had that. Still. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, VHS. Yeah. That'd be magical. Um, in your, you know, it's, um, I'm going to go back to those, uh, those globe pieces and, uh, that show that you had, was it in Maryland? The Yeah. Yeah. McDaniel um, College. Yeah, McDaniel College. And you've shown it a little bit, maybe uh, one of those pieces at, uh, I don't know, where, somewhere locally, I feel like I saw those flower pieces with the maps. Um, I'm always, I've always been curious about how, well, kind of the juxtaposition of the flowers and the rolled uh, paper. Oh, like those, uh, like the, the bouquet. Bou- bouquets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, well, uh, so yeah, so these are, these are like craft paper um, bouquets really like the way you would wrap paper or wrap uh, flowers with paper you know, from like a florist. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're printed on the inside. They're screen printed on the inside with um, uh, 
uh, William Morris patterns, floral patterns, um, or protest images. Oh, okay. Both heavily, heavily degraded and, uh, you know, uh, repro dotted, um, at least the protests. And uh, I actually, uh, I was, um, I mean, I, w- I got, I was using those sort of floral patterns because of William Morris and his, his connection to utopian ideas and the whole pre-Raphaelite thing, but particularly Morris, who wrote that book, News from Nowhere, um, which is like all of those 19th century utopian novels where, you know, guy falls asleep, wakes up in a future society, describes it in great detail, then falls asleep and wakes up again in like industrial England, you know, yeah, okay. and, Interesting. You know, his, his view, his teaser view of a future perfect world dashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Morris, you know, Morris was, was involved in those ideas and, uh, even his, even his, his idea of those wallpapers, you know, um, to me were also about like this idea of bringing like the, a garden, the garden, a sort of idealized place into the, into the domestic settings of, of, um, of the rising middle class, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was, I had used these sorts of, uh, wallpaper fl- floral images before because of Morris. And, um, and I was thinking about like, you know, literal bouquets and, and it actually, the, the impetus sort of came from, um, uh, um, <laughs> let me frame this the right way um so uh ginsburg wrote uh, a piece for a student newspaper in the 60s about alan ginsburg alan ginsburg yeah. about um how like strategies for protests okay and one of them was about um presenting flowers like on the front line, go with flowers okay. and, and put flowers down. Yeah. And, and it was sort of that, that I, I started thinking about these bouquets of flowers that could be sort of laid out that, so it, they were tied to ideas of protest for me because of that okay. found text from the beginning. And, um, and in some cases they, there were like barricades that they mm-hmm. leaned up against so it sort of stemmed from that idea. Oh, okay. So there was it was a little found in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I forget I forget the exact name of that thing uh, of that particular essay, but it was like a newspaper item in um, like it's like Ohio State or something. Okay. Yeah. That's some weird digging that you. It it showed up. It showed <laughs> it up showed, in yeah. something I was reading that was yeah. kind of unrelated. It yeah, was yeah. actually an article about that famous image. Of of the young man placing the yeah. flower in the gun yeah. of the National Guardsman, and it was an article about that mm-hmm. photo and that person, and then it sort of spiraled and it mentioned this mm. Ginsburg reference, and yeah, I, yeah. which I didn't know, but I immediately, Damn. I actually called called a friend who's a big Ginsburg person and said, uh-huh. "Can you find this?" Yeah. And, and he found it for me. Oh, interesting. So. That's cool. That's yeah. That's fascinating. It's. It's interesting to uh, to think about it in that light. Um, I like that. That's. I don't know where you wanted to go with the floral thing. I may have derailed no, it into Ginsburg. No, because I was. <laughs> I've always, you know, I, I've I've liked those uh, those pieces, and you know, when I've seen them, mostly in photographs, um, 
that you shared. I mean, they they have this kind of saccharine kind of feel to them, mm-hmm. but actually hearing that idea, it feels like a little bit more like, uh, well, utopian, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, like it's... I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stand up for, for something, but I'm going to do it in a way that, you know, is more, uh, well, peaceful for one, yeah. but, you know, also yeah. kind of, it, you know, kind of interesting. Um, it's funny, you know, like all these, uh, these utopian ideas that you kind of circle through and, um, well, resample and broadcast back again. Um, I mean, just feels so it's, you, you, I mean, you probably feel it more. It's like, God, this is timely. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly not alone in, in, in digesting those ideas by any means. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, but I guess that's also, you know, that's also part of me digesting the, the current, you know, the world. Right. You know? it's well, like, yeah. Somebody who's using, you know, the media or, you know, the yeah. imagery of the yeah. day as right. a, a way of, to comment, you know? Yeah. It sort of, uh, it sort of happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, it, it's always, I mean, I don't, you know, a lot of those terrible things have been done in the names of, in the name of utopia, yeah. utopian striving. So it's not like a, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to be critical of that kind of idealism and, um, uh, naivete sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and by, by the same token, I think I, I sometimes want it to be like, um, it's, it's more like the incremental notion of it, like the hope of it mm-hmm. is, is something that w- without which I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you need a little hope. How does one proceed? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, especially nowadays. Like yeah. you need, but even like going back to um, what well you said, like growing up with the church across the street and the uh, the geodesic dome and the, you know, just that. I mean, that sounds so wonderful in a yeah. way. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that sounds utopian in a way. Um, you know, I mean, at, at some point somebody has to has to have it, you know. And it has to hopefully like move forward the needle, move the needle a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Like we can just, can we do this for a second? You know? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Can we think about this? Keep it, keep it, um, some idea of something there, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of my work kind of pivots around that. Mm -hmm. Just trying to. I mean, sometimes, I, I mean, even images of protests, I think are, are, you know, those aren't, I don't think of those as violent. I think of those as like, you know, um, generative. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. Those are moments of catalyzing change of some sort. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, to a country who's so resistant of change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. Can we do a little better? Yeah. You know. Um. But there's hope in those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, um, sort of like a, 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 that there is some some conversation maybe is better, mm-hmm. than, better than pretending. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just it like freaks me out so much. Um, you know, a little a little bit when you know I hear. I mean, this is like what's going on right now with um, like a like law scholars who are say, well, you know, like uh, I'm an originalist. You know, I I read the document as it was originally intended, and it's like, what kind of cave are you in? Yeah, yeah. That like yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and it's like, and and how how could one even reach that context? Right. I, know. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's absurd. What kind of black magic is this? Yeah. Are you reading yeah. it on your computer? Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that that kind of that uh that fascinates me in a way of how you know how can that even be a thing right well i mean yeah because i mean it sort of goes to that idea of these being these being uh, um images and ideas in in a stream right like that like it's you know the adage of you can't stick stick your foot in the same stream twice it's not just that the water's moving it's that the foot has changed Mm-hmm. you know like mm. you've walked elsewhere right. so you know it's like you can't you can't return to that in the same way and, and you know given the historical context of some of those things you should not right yeah that's right? the other like thing yeah yeah <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't perfect it's yeah a, it's a it's a proposal you know? yeah yeah you know and um and some of that can be improved and some of it has all you know has been improved mm-hmm. so you know I, I yeah that that's always I mean, I always feel like that's a that's a disguise, uh-huh. right? You oh, know, interesting. Them, that they're, when they say that, it's yeah, yeah. like ah, okay, I see. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, because it it just allows mm-hmm. um, certain. It opens up a door to right say no, right? Sort of untenable <laughs> solutions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the because I said so answer in the end. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's because it says so. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but uh, there's but you know that is that is a deferring to to that some some sort of authoritative uh, mm-hmm. say rather than recognizing those things as as inventions, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's um, I guess that's that's always at the heart of questioning images as mm-hmm. well that that they aren't that they only carry the some authority authority mm-hmm. we give them in the right. end mm-hmm. and that they're they're always inventions mm-hmm. and and they're always um they're always front loaded too there's you know a map isn't neutral right yeah yeah you know, yeah. any more than a newspaper is mm-hmm. you know any more more really than any material is right i i mean i always tell my painting class it's like we would pretend that like all of that is very neutral and we don't really you know and then you talk about like the shifts of conceptual development in mm-hmm. certain periods but it's not like a still life painting is neutral either right you know canvas isn't neutral paint is like it's all stuff that has like a history and a socio-political mm-hmm. you know interaction with other things and um we just don't we've got to like yeah we shelf that yeah yeah we're not dealing with that right now i forget who said it uh i was reading once though or i think it's a reading I, I give it to my students that talks about that there like is no innocent image you know it's all yeah. like you're saying it's front-loaded there's 
you know, right. There's an objective and, you know, yeah. It's the thing I, I guess I always sort of like about, um, collage practices too, is that it, it just sort of, they all, well, they don't all, but I think the best of them embrace those qualities that, that those materials already have. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think I, I'm a big, I didn't mention this last time, not that anyone would know that because, um, that didn't happen, but, um, I, I'm always very connected to the Arte Povera artists mm-hmm. and their, their uses of materials. And I was reading a lot of their work, uh, writing about their work with my advanced class last spring when we were suddenly pivoted to remote and my students are trying to make do with like, what do we have at hand? You mm-hmm. know, everything's closed. Yeah. So I thought they were a great example of just sort of um, the, the impoverished materials, as they would call them. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the common things that were around and, and how you could make do with that. And uh, and that those those two have, they have meanings and they have histories. And, and, and that I find that movement quite political in nature and i was i was reading a lot and watching a lot we have magazzino in you know in the hudson valley here which is a, an amazing museum of arte povera and they were doing these seminars online and i was set in on a couple and they were discussing how it's just been sort of arrived at recently in a lot of writing of the political nature of arte povera and i was utterly perplexed i was like really because it mm. i mean it always seemed to me like that's yeah that's what it's about you know yeah like Pistoletto is doing like protest crowds, right? On right, right. You know, like I, I always, I always read it that way, mm-hmm. and and I, I always read the materials that way too. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. So, you know, like um, I would, I would relate my using, you know, that cardboard in the dome or the branch and a flag or in the newspapers in that long map piece, yeah. um, to to that sort of connection to those materials that are all you know, as you say, front loaded and, and, um, already possessing those, um, qualities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's funny. I always thought of them too, as having this political idea or this really a questioning idea, you know, yeah. it seems, yeah. okay. Maybe all the artists did, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> maybe it's the art historians didn't right. read it that way or something. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was baffled by it. Is this archival? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, no. Um, well. Uh, what else did we talk about last time? I don't know. Um, we talked about uh, making work. I think that about covers it. Jiggle your cord for a second. Let me see. Jiggle your cord. <laughs> Here. That better? That's better. Yeah. yeah. It was starting to... This is the uh, under under stress podcast. This it, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're making um, the the medium visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah. It's all reproduction word for word yeah. of last week's. <laughs> is last week's better? Do you think? I don't know. I think we covered some was interesting any, ground. It was different. Yeah, yeah. But um, you it's know, a, I, I always love hearing about your work and your process. Um, again, I, I, you know, I think we have similarities, Mm -hmm. um, that travel through in, in different ways. Um, 
and uh, we have a lot of the same taste and you know what we respond to and what we like in terms of art um, so it's interesting to to hear these takes on um, how you get where you are yeah you know yeah I mean I, I also I, I'm so, just always want to I think we said last time I just sort of always want to get to the next piece yeah yeah to some so I'm like I guess because for me it's this inquiry, this ongoing inquiry. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the next. I'm curious where, it, what happens next. Yeah, you know, and uh, just sort of keep keep making there. Keep making it. Keep making yeah. it. <laughs> Is that what you tell your students? In essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. In essence, yeah. yeah. Just like uh, there's that that uh, book of older book of Richter's writings. Um, which are great, but also the title is great, called The Daily Practice. The Daily Practice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. it doesn't have to be painting, but it, really anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just like keep, keeping at it all the time and uh, just trying to uh, sift through those ideas and those images and, and whatnot. Yeah, my my uh, my roommate at Purchase had that, and uh, that was like his Bible. Yeah. And... Mine's pretty dog-eared, I must say. I was like, let me take a look at this thing. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? In the 80s, those, yeah. those journal entries of his in the 80s are really... Yeah, it's really a fascinating pretty read. Pretty profound. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the first books I read that was like... Kind of changed the way I thought about something. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask, know? what did it change? I don't know. <clears throat> I, I think the, you know, the... Just... Yeah, his uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, it's hard to remember though, but I I remember being taken by that book and yeah. thinking like, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, I I I I confess I still open it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't in a while, but there's some great ones in there. I, there's that one particular one I often mention to students where you know he's really like he's sort of at that you know I mean I don't know his pinnacle just kept moving you know, mm-hmm. but at at that time, he was already at a pinnacle, and um, there's something where where the line is, you know, he's not sure about any of the paintings that he's just doing, and uh, that he's going to cancel all his shows and destroy them all. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this is this is like this is like one of the foremost painters in the world." Yeah, yeah. And uh, just not satisfied with where it was. He's like, yeah, canceling the shows. Cancel. Don't have yeah. the don't have the work. Speaking of toy, uh, Richter, I showed my students the other day. Uh, Ty, I always forget. I say his name wrong. Ty, Twyman's, Twyman's, Luke oh, Twyman's. I think it's yeah. I think it's is it Twy or Ty? Twyman's. Twyman's. I always say uh, Twyman's, but I'm probably wrong. I think you're I'm right. Probably yeah. wrong. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. I can't talk. Luke Twyman's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of like this. I always think of him a little bit as like Richter light, but um, yeah, I love his work. Yeah, right? me too. There's some really, really good paintings. I was, I. I wish I could paint like that mm-hmm. in a way, you know, it's like, um, I can never figure out why it would be that way versus yeah. another way. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I remember seeing like really like huge, a couple of huge, huge yeah. things, like a still life. It was just gigantic. Sometimes the scale of his really freaks me out when I see it in person. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're quite small. It's, yeah. And sometimes they're small. It's yeah. like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. It's like a tiny portrait <laughs> yeah, yeah. of a giant still life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like I I his uh the way he uses imagery and then abstracts it really yeah is interesting to me. And that ghostly quality, the ghostly. I, I would think would I mean that feels a lot yeah like a not like your work, but you know a, a cousin. Yeah, I'm certainly interested in that. Yeah, yeah, I, I've actually been looking at him a lot lately. Um, I don't know why. I look at a lot of painting though. I mean, it's I can see I love that. It. Yeah, it's a big. I think part of what gets me excited about art. Yeah, your, you fo- your photos are maybe more paintings than photos anyway. Yeah. I really don't look at no a lot of photography. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of it is 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 just you know I like I think like you I I feel like I don't really have much to add to another image of like a tree or you know it's yeah. like I don't <clears throat> like for me personally like that's not that's not what makes me excited about a photograph right you know I like your pictures of trees but I I don't want to do that myself you right. know it's got to be this really like you know bastardized version of a reproduction of you know right. I'm photographing yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know? exactly in fact uh, to to that I was just uh, I, I'm always I'm I think I said last time that I'm I'm a sort of a big sketchbook keeper so my I my my it, you know it's much faster to me. I don't sketch but I write things and I doodle and I try to keep track of things in that and so I'm always significantly ahead of whatever I'm actually making because it takes longer mm-hmm. to make things than doodle them and um <clears throat> I was Sorry. Uh, and I was thinking about um, some other work, which may or may not happen, of course. You know, some of those things just die on the vine. But I was thinking about these cloud images, and I was really wrestling with it for the last... I was like, I really want to make this, like, screen-printed silver, like, you know, silver linings or something. I don't know. A little pun in there. Uh, you know, maybe it's dumb. But anyway, I was um, I was thinking about them, and, and I was taking all these pictures of clouds and sort of, like, thinking through them. And, you know, of course, they'd have to be dot screen so I could screen print them or whatever and uh it it wasn't i was like i don't don't know i'm gonna take pictures of clouds and um but it was just the other day i was realizing that i i know i have to find them you gotta find them you gotta find them yeah yeah you know so it's like the clouds over a political rally the clouds over the capital there clouds, we go. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, now, that's the way now I can engage with that. <laughs> now you got your end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I like so that. It was, it, was, it was like, why did I have to relearn that? I yeah, don't yeah. know. But. Yeah, well, you need that, you know? I think, yeah. You need to, uh, yeah. It's got to feel right, I guess. Yeah. It was weird that I didn't already know that that's mm-hmm. what I would have to do, but... I think I had, I just hadn't gotten to the point of fully digesting it as an right. idea yet. Well, like, what am, how am I going to deal with this? And I think I was shooting. Uh, I, uh, there was like a nice cloud outside of our house, and I was shooting in it through the window, and the mm-hmm. screens are still on. So there was immediately like this dot screen. I was like, yeah. right, that's right. It should just already have this. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I'm yeah. not that I could use that image, but it just prompted the idea. God forbid you use that image. No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Well, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's too much. I think uh, I think talking about silver linings is probably a good place to end <laughs> as we gear up towards a couple months of hell. Oh, oh <laughs> it is October second. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, well, Tom, thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, no the problem. The original one will be available in a. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. a text-to-voice Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> should trans- transcribe it and uh, I think distribute it. pretty awesome. It and would be funny. Appropriate. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks again. As always, thank you for listening. Please check out Hollow Works Gallery.